Welcome to another journey in fundraising. This is John Gilkers, and with me is a very special guest, Chris Evans, who is the Senior Director of Development for Educational First Steps in Fort Worth. She also served as the 2023 DFW Association of Fundraising Professionals Philanthropy and Action Conference. So, Chris, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, John. Well, it's great to have you. You were the chair of the second event that we did in person following the, three. Uh, I guess it was, what, a two-year shutdown via COVID. So what what were some of the learnings that you took as chair? Oh, goodness. Well, you know, I I don't think before this experience I ever took a moment to really think about what went into these conferences behind the scenes. And I certainly never realized that it was possible to put on a production like that with a full volunteer committee. Um, so I think my, my biggest lesson is that is to, um, you know, moving forward, we all go to different, different conferences for different things and whatever profession you have. And I just have a, a greater appreciation for um, the people that make that happen now. Marvelous. And you did, you had a great volunteer committee. How did you go about recruiting uh, your staff of volunteers? You know, I got really lucky. I think once everyone saw our first back in person conference that you chaired and they realized, um, you know, okay, this is happening. We're back in person now. They were really excited to get on board. Most of them volunteered on their own. A few of them I may have begged. Um, but I just got really lucky. You know, they, uh, so many people came forward and offered to help and do different things. And um, I was just really, really blessed with a fantastic committee. Well, I think uh, I, I can appreciate that many people stepped up. But I think once people saw that you were going to be the chair and you really, what I saw was that you empowered your volunteers to take on different tasks and to um, really take the message of this conference moving forward and they you you had a great deal i I, i'm not gonna let you get away with just uh hey i got lucky you worked very very hard behind the scenes and and actually in front of the whole 500 plus person audience so great job there tell me about a couple surprises that uh hit you You know, honestly, I think my biggest surprise is how much time it actually took. You know, before I signed up as your co-chair the year before, I had not been to the AFP conference before in DFW. And so I really had nothing to gauge this experience on. And um, and so I really just didn't know what I was signing up for. When I served as your co-chair, you know, I had lots of ideas and um, things that I wanted to uh, try out for my year. And um, once we got going and you, you just sort of realize how time consuming it is and you sort of end up in survival mode until, (laughs) until it's over. And so, um, so that was one big thing is just the time commitment But also, you know, back to my volunteers, I had this incredible team 
that were so dedicated to doing so much work that um, I was just so proud to be a part of that team and see all the work that we could do together. It was just, it was fantastic. A great experience. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. What was one thing that um, you wish you could have done that you didn't get done? Oh, goodness. Um, you know, I think you you go into it with so many ideas. You know, you want to bring in so many amazing speakers. And uh, budget, obviously, is a huge constraint. And, you know, then you have scheduling conflicts with, with other speakers. And so, you know, I had a handful of ideas for, um, different people that I wanted to get involved and it just didn't work out. And then other minor things, you know, I wanted to have a hot breakfast served (laughs) and, um, you know, budget again, made that not possible. And, you know, we went back and forth with the the preview party the night before, um, and ultimately decided against that. Um, but I think, I think I really missed that. And I think a lot of people did also just, you know, kind of getting the team together the night before and seeing everybody and mingling with the sponsors and exhibitors before the big day. But, you know, I mean, I have probably a notebook full of all these ideas that just, you just don't get to sometimes. What advice would you give to your past self if you could go back in time, say, 18 months ago? What would you tell yourself? (laughs) Honestly, I would recruit even more volunteers. You know, if I knew then what I know now, I would know what I would need help with. And so a lot of times, you know, people say, oh, let me know if you need anything. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what I'm doing yet. So I don't know how to ask for help or what to help, what to ask for help with. So I think that's one big struggle that I had, even with a large committee that I was lucky enough to have, I still could have used more help. And then, you know, when those people, you know, if I'm at a board meeting or somebody, something and somebody says, hey, let me know when you need help, write that person's name down. <laughs> and also don't leave your house without a list of tangible things that you need help with. So you always have that available. What advice would you give to uh, Michael, who is chairing the 2024 conference? Probably just give yourself some grace. You've worked with him as your co-chair. So what would you tell him? Michael, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Michael is already doing amazing. They're already scheduling a kickoff meeting with their team. He's got another great group of volunteers ready to go. He really hit the ground running. I honestly don't think Michael needs any advice. But uh, just to give himself some grace, because I, I think it's a requirement. That's a very important component. You've got to give yourself, uh, say, it's okay if you can't do every single thing. Because we are all, everyone is a volunteer. There's, uh, there's no, there are right, no paid right. people that this is their full-time job. Although, speaking as a past chair of the event, the last two weeks you feel like this is what I'm doing all the time. Oh, absolutely. I always 
jokingly tell people, you know, if my supervisor had any idea (laughs) how much time you spend on this conference, they probably wouldn't allow it. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my supervisor knew how much time, and he still let me do it as a solo guy. <laughs> um, right, right. What are some of the lessons that you've taken from the, the, the experience that you're able to apply in your job as the Senior Director of Development for Educational First Steps? Yeah. Well, so, you know, I went into this mostly because new to Texas, right? I've only been here for a few years now and I wanted to um, build my network and therefore my resources I have to fall back on. And so if I have a question about donor relations or CRMs or best practice or anything, I absolutely have somebody local that I can call on and ask for help. Um, So I think that's one big thing. And professionally, you know, leading a team of volunteers like that for for over a year, um, I think it's great leadership experience. And, you know, volunteers are a special, a special thing, right? Because they don't have to be there. You have to sort of make them want to be. (laughs) And, um when times are hard and stressful and there's so much work to be done, that's a, that's a really delicate balance to play. And so um, I think it's made me a better leader for sure. Okay, so your leadership skills have been enhanced and I would echo that. Uh, what I saw is that you set a course, you created a vision and you empowered your volunteers to achieve that vision. And that's a that's a rare feat. You know, not not being sycophantic, but you did a great job in terms of ensuring that your volunteers had enough opportunity, enough space, whatever you want to call it, to effectively put on a phenomenal conference. And uh, like I said, they sure did. And they had a great leader. Yes, they did a great job. Thank you for saying that. What um, tell me a little bit more about educational first steps? What uh, what do you what does the organization do? How do you go about uh, raising your funds? So we support early learning centers, mostly in underinvested areas, to ensure all kiddos have high quality early education and a more equitable foundation. You may know that ninety uh, percent of brain development happens in the first five years of life, right? We put a lot of emphasis as a culture on uh, K through 12, higher education and things like that. But by the time a kiddo enters kindergarten, you know, most of their development has already happened. For us at EFS, we really try to make sure those early childcare centers that these children are attending, whether or not they are in Keller or South Fort Worth, you know, they all have an equitable uh, experience and environment and um, get to learn the same things and the same experiences. So and something really unique about EFS is, especially in this area, we're in Dallas and Fort Worth. So a third of our centers are actually in Tarrant County. Outstanding. You talk about uh, the, the development of the brain, that 90% of it is done by age five. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about what happens to that kid who 
goes through first educational first steps program versus a kid who is not able to access it and what tell me about can you describe the difference in learning abilities that that those two kids will what kind of experience will they have so when a kiddo is able to go to a preschool that has um you know a good curriculum well-trained teachers all of those things they enter it's called kinder ready kindergarten kindergarten readiness and it really is meaning they are starting with a foundation of all of these skills, social, developmental, you know, it's not just strictly uh, education as as we typically think of it. And um, I mean, you know, research has shown that when you enter kindergarten ready to go, it sets you up for success for years to come, right? So education, a lack of education can translate into a lifetime of poverty and so many other things. So it, it's just, it's, it's countless things that um, are so important to be able to have that equitable foundation as a kiddo before you're five. It does sound like uh, once that child is as you mentioned, uh, kids who don't have that opportunity to really become kinder ready, they do tend to fall into poverty. And once you fall into that poverty, there's a really good chance. It's a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle because then you're talking about potentially multi-generational poverty. So um, what you're doing is remarkable um, to to help to break those, break the chains of multi-generational poverty. How does Educational First Steps get their funding? Yeah, so we have um, uh, an amazing team. It's been such a privilege to be a part of this team. We do a lot of um, grants from the local foundations. You know, we're so lucky to be Dallas-Fort Worth. They have some really great um, philanthropists and um, amazing foundations that are very generous. Grants and private grants, I should say, and um, individuals, individual donors. And we do one big uh, fundraising gala in Dallas, and um, that's coming up in February. We're bringing in Allison Felix. Uh, When is that fundraising gala coming up again? February 2nd, I believe. And uh, do you know Allison Felix? Have you heard of her? I have indeed. Yeah, so I'm really excited, you know, the the gold medalist. I think she has the most medals of any Olympic athlete, I believe. Um, But she does amazing things, you know, for women and children. So we're really excited to have her. Well, that will be an inspiring show. And are tickets available right now, tables, uh, sponsorships? How does one go about being part of the uh, gala in February? Yeah, um, I don't think that things are on sale quite yet um, individually, but, uh, you know, if you're interested, you can go to the website, educationalfirststeps.org, join our newsletter. We'll certainly be in touch with with more information soon. All right, so go to educationalfirststeps.org. Correct. Sign up for the newsletter, and then you will be automatically notified when tables, sponsors, tickets are available 
for the Allison Felix Gala. Yep. Chris, I just want to say thank you so very much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, in this and and taking taking this journey into fundraising, you've had, you've had a you you've only been in Texas for a few years, but uh, you've certainly made your mark so far in Dallas Fort Worth, and I, I'm just tickled pink that. Uh, that I had the pleasure and privilege of working with you on the uh, on the AFP conference, and really delighted that you could join us join this uh, journey in fundraising. Thank you for having me. Uh, me too, John. Thanks so much for having me. You are very welcome, and I hope that you will enjoy this um, discussion with Chris Evans, who is the senior director of development at Educational First Steps. This is John Gilchrist for Journeys in Fundraising. You keep doing good out there. Original music for Journeys and Fundraising podcast by Tori Gilchrist Music.